remember my first day of medical school like it was yesterday. I was very excited to start off my college journey. And the very first lecture I had that day was embryology, which is the study of embryos. Um, that lecture that day was uh, about mitosis and meiosis, which is basically cell division. And it only lasted for about an hour. But as soon as it ended, I was feeling absolutely disappointed because I did not like it one bit and just found it super dreadful. I remember not being so sure anymore if I had made the right choice of applying to medical school. But after a few months, I started liking embryology and by the end of the semester, uh, it had already become my favorite subject of all time. And guess what? It actually still is. And that's what makes me so eager to share this podcast with you. So welcome everybody, I hope everyone's doing great, that you're happy, healthy, and hydrated. This is Rana, and today I'm calling all my science nerds, all my med students, all my girlies, and pretty much everyone, because we're going to be covering, as you read in the title, three different feminine diseases. So without further ado, let's get lost in the echo. So I'm pretty sure all of you are aware that it's Pink October, and this month is not only about mental health, but also and more importantly all about breast cancer prevention. We've seen a lot of med students in clubs going on awareness spreading campaigns over the last few weeks in universities and malls and handing out pink ribbons to people. So they're mostly focusing on one topic and one problem here. Uh, Because I wanted in this podcast to bring up multiple topics, not only one, that involve the female and sometimes even the male community, medically talking of course. So first off is endometriosis. You might or not have heard about this disease before. And since I don't really want to turn in this um, episode into a whole lecture, I'm not really going to go into the deep details of this disease. So, first, where does this word come from? The endometrium is the inner lining of the uterus. And it's also the part that, let's say, sheds, um, to make this simple, during menstruation. And menstruation is period. So, endometriosis is a condition where tissue that is similar to this uh, endothelium, endometrium, sorry, uh, grows in places where it's not supposed to, like the fallopian tubes and ovaries. So what happens here is when it's time for menstruation, uh, it causes severely um, painful cramps, which obviously makes life hard and basically just... um, affects the quality of life. Why does endometriosis exist? What causes it in the first place? We actually still don't know. And in fact, you'd be surprised if you knew that one out of 10 women suffers from this condition. So it's a really large number. And the thing is, many women have no idea about it or about having it because they haven't been diagnosed or doctors might have just missed it. The reason for that is that diagnosing endometriosis can only be done through 
an invasive surgical procedure under general anesthesia. And it's well known that doctors always avoid going, um, making a patient go through general anesthesia. Next on the list is the polycystic ovary syndrome, or just PCOS for short. Now, this is a serial medical condition that consists of a hormonal imbalance um, occurring as a result of the creation of excess male hormones, such as um, testosterone and other androgens. And that leads to having missed periods, uh, irregular menstrual cycles, and a lack of ovulation. Now, this lack of ovulation um, makes small sacs, um, scientifically known as cysts, grow in the ovaries. And this is where the name of this condition comes from. Also, other symptoms this syndrome could cause are abnormal hair growth, acne, and obesity. And on a side note, overweight women are more likely to get PCOS. In fact, just like endometriosis, 1 out of 10 women suffers from it. So PCOS is a very common type of infertility. How is it diagnosed? Easy. The presence of symptoms combined with few blood tests and ultrasounds can prove it. Now, moving on to treatment. Different types of treatments exist for PCOS. And that is based on various factors, um, such as pregnancy plans. Um, so these tra treatments can vary from healthy diets to taking drugs to um, combining both of them at the same time. And uh, last, but certainly not least, and also the reason why I'm publishing this podcast in the first place, uh, breast cancer. First off, how is it that October is the National Breast Cancer Awareness Month? Well, it actually started in 1985, and its main purpose was encouraging women to go through early detection by having mammograms. And throughout the years, campaigns started coming to life, and Pink October was created. Alright, so in this section of the podcast, we'll be covering some myths and truths about this type of cancer, starting with men can't get breast cancer, wearing bras, using deodorant and mammograms cause breast cancer and other lies you can tell yourself. So yeah, all of these statements were myths because yes, men can get it. And to this day, no research has confirmed that using antiperspirants, bras, and having mammograms may be a cause. Moving on to truths and some dares. Breast cancer is the most common and widely spread type of cancer in the world. One out of eight women has a chance to develop it. So as you can see, it's more um, common than endometriosis and PCOS. And around 25% of patients survive it. But this number can actually go up to 90% when the cancer is detected in the early stages. So that's why it's absolutely crucial to raise awareness and encourage early detection. And this can be started by doing an easy peasy test at home, a super fast test called 
self-palpation, in which you basically look for sim symptoms uh, like lumps or swelling in the breast and axillary area, also known as the armpit area. And this should be done at least once a month, starting at the age of 20. And here comes the end of this week's episode. I hope it was educational for everyone listening. And long story short, if you find yourself experiencing one or multiple symptoms of any of the three medical conditions mentioned, make sure to visit your OBGYN to get diagnosed and or treated. Because the earlier it is, the easier healing gets. Stay healthy, everyone. See you next time.